All right, so once again, we heard this guy from family. Um, Joel, this is Valerie, and our daughter Lydia. She's about eight months old, and uh, really, we we've been on deputation right right since she was born. I think I think she was right about uh, one month old when we had our first uh, meeting at a church, and and so that's all she knows at this point. Uh, but uh, so we're again we're called to go to the country of Cambodia, and and you may be wondering, well, why why Cambodia? And even uh, so, in October of 2021, uh, the Lord started working on my heart to uh, surrender to missions, and and so it was right about in the time of our missions conference at our church, and and. Uh, Lord, just so happened that I was uh, currently in our church. I was teaching out of Judges chapter number six in our Sunday school class, and it's where I, I was in my study, and right where God called Gideon to go from his place in the, in the wine press out to the battlefield. And that that's really where what the Lord primarily used in my life for my call to missions, and, and so the Lord certainly spoke to me in that through that Bible passage. But even at, and as that time went on, I was uh, seeking, Lord, I know you've called me to missions, and so the question is where? And, and we had had a, had a burden for uh, the just the Southeast Asia region as a whole, and, and just in, encompassing China and India and all the, all the countries in that area. But I didn't necessarily know where. And and during our missions conference, we had uh, there was a missionary uh, that used to be in the country of Vietnam. And so after the missions conference, we had met with them again, and and also another missionary that had just gone to the field of Sri Lanka. And so I was, uh, just um, had conversations with them, but uh, they didn't tell me where to go, and so I was disappointed with that. But but just uh, uh, just as seeking the Lord's will, uh, just Lord just continued to narrow things down a little bit at a time. And one thing, looking back at, and just when, during that time of of seeking the Lord, I don't know this is necessarily uh, advice for everyone, but but the Lord just had me. And I was just sitting at home some evenings, and I was looking at general information. On Wikipedia, on just the uh, countries in the area of that region, and when I came to Cambodia, I'd never heard anything uh, about the Khmer Rouge situation back in the 1970s and the the genocide that went went on back then. And so, as those days went on, I started praying exclusively about Cambodia, and the Lord most certainly gave me very much peace about it. And just even as we were communicating to our church during that time as well as our heart's desire to uh, to be in the country and, and to to see the country and 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 allow the Lord to confirm it uh, when we were there and, and so even as those months went on we we felt more and more secure and and that where God wanted us to go and and so we were able to schedule that survey trip of April of last year. Uh, we were in Cambodia in Easter last year, and so that was that was a blessing. And and while we we're there, the Lord showed me uh, Judges chapter number seven, also with Gideon, and and just that 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 even even as that account goes on, that it wasn't about Gideon and anything that that he could do to figure out the 
the battle strategy against the Midianites, but only God's sufficiency through the, through the battle. And, and so the Lord, Lord very much confirmed that in my heart and my life of, of just that God wants us to go to the country of Cambodia and and cert- certainly, there's there's questions that we we have and and all that, but but we're, we're just trusting the Lord to continue to guide the way for us. And so, even just a little bit uh, about the country, as I talked a, a little bit just this morning as well. There's um, Cambodia is right about the size of our state of Oklahoma, but but 16 million people in, within the country, and and most of whom have never heard a true presentation of, of the true gospel of Jesus Christ. And, and there, there is, there are some Baptist churches, uh, in the, in the country and, and, uh, some of you maybe know missionaries there. Uh, but, but there is still very much a great need for Baptist churches. One, one of the great aspects about the country is really one of the few countries in that area that we could go in openly as Baptist missionaries. Uh, they don't do a religious visa, but so we'd go under a business visa, but under a church's name. So, so there's uh, one of two churches in the Phnom Penh, the capital city area, that we'll partner with, and so we would go under the name of that church, and so uh, that church would be our business. And so I don't, I don't have to start an English class, and nobody would want to send under my my English class anyway. And so we're. we're I, uh, so that's a blessing that, that we don't have to uh, have our time occupied doing something else. We can be fully, uh, fully into the ministry that God, uh, why God's called us to go there. And so, uh, just thankful that that God's directed us to this point. And does anybody have any questions? I'll talk a little bit more about the country. If you have a question, just just raise your hand. I'll do my best to answer it. Uh, but but again, the, uh, as we prepare to go into the country, uh, we'll we'll go to the language school there, and that and that's the first thing is we got to be able to learn the learn the language. My wife is Filipino; uh, she looks similar to the people there, but um, so she'll need to learn the language as well, the language of Khmer. Uh, certainly, it'll be a it'll be a hard language to learn. Uh, just the um, it's uh, whereas we, we've got an example of the Bible there and, and some of the literature there on the table. It's the uh, just as you'd think of Asian cultures, the characters and all those things that doesn't make any sense to us, but um, but but that's their language, and so that's we'll do our best to learn the language, and by the Lord's grace, we, we'll do that. And so just trusting in the Lord to to provide for us and. Um, even while we were there in the country, uh, just so happened it was the hottest month of the year. Uh, it was about 100 degrees and very, very humid most days that we were there. Uh, but but uh, tropical, warm, hot, humid climate. And so uh, so that's where we're going. And so continue to pray for us, and, and we're looking forward to what the Lord has ahead. And uh, we, we started deputation just this last January. Currently, our goal is to be on the field the end of next year. Uh, be about a little over two years on deputation. So that's currently our goal at this point to uh, be finished by deputation of next year. And so, just again, seeking the Lord to provide in that. Any other questions before we move on? The order. 
Yeah, and so uh, it'd be about 95% Buddhist there. Uh, so if you, uh, we have an example of the flag there on the back, and so that on the the building there on the flag is Angkor Wat. Uh, so that's their national identity is their about a thousand year old temple there, and and so anything and to be Cambodian is to be Buddhist, and so it's all all very much tied together. See another hand. Yeah, that, that's good. There, there's only one language, so so that, that's a blessing. There's not multiple dialects to learn as well. It's just one national language. So there there would be some in the country from Thailand or in Vietnam, but but mostly uh, most everybody would speak Khmer. Yes, sir. <laughs> oh, I'm sure they get into a bunch. <laughs> um, I, I don't really. Uh, sure, yeah. There, there's a lot of a lot of beer uh, that they like, consume a lot of beer for sure. We were we we're there during their Khmer New Year, so that's their biggest holiday of the year. So yeah, there's a lot of that going on. Um, they like their they like their karaoke. We could hear the karaoke going at night in our hotel room. So, <clears throat> but I, I don't know what else. I, I'm, Certainly drugs and drugs are part of the culture for sure. Mm -hmm. Yeah, um, yeah, we can, as I said, we can go in openly and start a Baptist church. There is, still, it's a Buddhist country, and so we still have to, um, we can't just um, go in and just on a loudspeaker Buddhas of the devil, things like that, and it'll just get us a, a trip out of the country. And so we have to be wise in how we handle things, and, and, and so even as Jesus told the disciples and that as well, and, and just and just to uh, uh, be wise in how we handle things, but still be truthful and 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 tell them the truth. But and so and so, um, yeah, just just handle things with uh, with Buddha with care. Um, but still telling them the truth. Yeah, it, it's still communistic roots and, and structure. Uh, they have a prime minister there. Um, he just happens to get reelected every time. Uh, he's He's been in there, I think, about 30 or 40 years, the same prime minister, but still very much... Communistic structure, and whatever whatever the government says is uh, is the king. They have a they do have a king, uh, King Sinuk, uh, not Sinuk, that's the former king, but they have a uh, a king there. But it's just kind of like uh, Great Britain and things where it's just formality type things. Anybody else? Maybe maybe one more. Yes, sir. To start out, we'll be in the capital city of Phnom Penh. It's about four million people just within that city. Uh, while we're doing the language school, we may end up staying there, but my heart at this time anyway is to go into the provinces, uh, whether uh, there's one of the provinces that we went to, there's still 50, 100,000 people in the province. And, and so the province would be like a, our counties. 
And, and so my heart at this time is to, while, while we're at language school, to continue to seek God on which province to go to. And, and my heart is one that doesn't have a Baptist church, which there's still many of those. All right. Um, and, and please ask us any more questions at, at the table afterwards, and I'd love to uh, do our best to answer your questions. But let's turn to Second Timothy chapter number 1. Second Timothy chapter number one, and I'll, I'll start reading from verse number one. <clears throat> the Bible says, Paul, an apostle of Jesus Christ by the will of God, according to the promise of life which is in Christ Jesus, to Timothy, my dearly beloved son, grace, mercy, and peace from God the Father and Christ Jesus our Lord. I thank God whom I serve from my forefathers with pure conscience that without ceasing I have remembrance of thee in my prayers night and day, greatly desiring to see thee being mindful of thy tears that I may be filled with joy. When I call to remembrance the unfeigned faith that is in thee which dwelt first in thy grandmother Lois and thy mother Eunice and I am persuaded that in thee also. Wherefore, I put thee in remembrance that thou stir up the gift of God which is in thee by the putting on of my hands. For God hath not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. Be not thou therefore ashamed of the testimony of our Lord, nor of me his prisoner. But be thou partaker of the afflictions of the gospel according to the power of God, who hath saved us and called us with an holy calling, not according to our works, but according to his own purpose and grace, which was given us in Christ Jesus before the world began. And we'll stop right there with the reading, and let's, let's go to the Lord in prayer. Lord, I thank you once again for the day that you've given. Thank you, Lord, for the time that we can be here within your house. And Lord, I, I do ask you once again that you would please help me as I uh, present your word. And <clears throat> Lord, I pray that you would just help. Uh, go before me, Lord, that you would speak to hearts, and Lord, help us to be more like you. Lord, I do thank you for your goodness. I pray this in your name. Amen. I was thinking even with the message this morning on Simon and just the aspect of just the imperfect people, and just within that, and the followers of Christ, and now here, here we have another individual that here this man Timothy. Timothy was imperfect. Timothy was flawed, and 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 certainly even over over the years, there's been uh, many commentators or preachers that have been critical of Timothy, whether as a weak man or or just the, the different flaws that even we see within these two books here of this man Timothy. But yes, Tim- Timothy was still one that was greatly used of God. And Timothy was a, a man that, that even though he, he had weaknesses within himself, his God is great. My God is great. And God is able to use not just men of great 
faith and, and, and those that are, are, uh, those that follow him, but God so greatly uses even the weak people. And thankful for that and just the, the aspect that, that God uses us in spite of us. God uses me in spite of me, and I'm so very thankful of that. And just a, um, uh, Hudson Taylor, a missionary years ago, uh, he said that um, God isn't looking for people of great faith, but, but for individuals ready to follow him. And also God's work done in God's way will never lack God's supply. And just the, the reality is that God can use you. God can use me. And not because of anything within me, but because He is great. God is good. I want you to look at with me in the, in the text. In, in verse number 5, it says, When I call to remembrance the unfeigned faith that is in thee, so here's, here's Paul as the, as the spiritual leader, the, the, uh, the one who had trained Timothy. Here's Paul just uh, proclaiming and uh, just a spirit of gratitude of this man, Timothy, and that Timothy had a godly heritage, but also Timothy's faith was real. And that's what it means when, when Paul says the, the unfeigned faith. Feigned means means that which was uh, imagined or fake. What Paul is telling Timothy here is, I'm thankful that your faith was not fake. That it wasn't just some imagined thing. and Because and, it's possible for, for Christians to, to be at one way at church and a different way at work. You with me? Because that, that happens a lot. And whether to, to be one way behind the pulpit, another way outside of the pulpit. That's not God's will. That's not God's purpose for anyone. But rather to, to not, just, not just the aspect of an inherited faith, but a real faith and trust in God. Because here is this man, Timothy. He had a godly mother. He had a godly grandmother. But Timothy had to come to a point in his life where he recognized, no, it's not my mommy's faith. It's not my grandma's faith, but it's my faith. And even myself as growing up in a Christian home, uh, my dad is a pastor, uh, had, uh, had godly line on my mother's side beyond that. And, but there had to come a time in my life where I had to recognize, no, it's not just about my parents' faith. It's about my personal faith and trust in God for myself, for, for my salvation and also for my walk with God. That each one of us has to recognize and come to the point within our lives that we recognize God is God, I will serve him for my life. That's really what, what Paul is presenting here in Timothy, just a spirit of gratitude. Hey, Timothy, I'm thankful that you walk with God. That it's not just a, not just a thing to present yourself as spiritual to others, but Timothy walked with God. It's a wonderful thing that here Paul's presenting to, to Timothy here in and I want you to notice as well, even just the just this chain of spiritual leadership of here, just within Timothy's life as well. He had he had Lois as his grandmother and Eunice as his mother, and and Timothy was a product of their leadership. But also Paul uh, teaches Timothy that that even as as Paul was a spiritual leader, he would he trained Timothy and then. Uh, first, Second Timothy two two, 
says, and the things which thou hast heard of me among many witnesses, witnesses, the same, the same commit thou also to faithful men who shall be able to teach others also. And just this aspect of discipleship and spiritual leadership of a chain to, to not just that, that it would be wrong for Timothy just to inherit or, 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 uh, be strengthened by the leadership of Paul, Timothy was also supposed to teach others also. That it, it shouldn't just stop with Timothy, but that Timothy should be uh, not just a product of discipleship, but be a discipler. That we should all be in the pro- process of growing unto God. Shame on any Christian who's come to the place of to cease growing. We should all be growing and continually seeking God within our lives. Verse number six, it says, Wherefore I also put wherefore I put thee in remembrance that thou stir up the gift of God which is in thee by the putting on of my hands. And here the, the emphasis is is uh, the emphasis on Timothy's relationship with God, not just not just the aspect of Paul and, and Paul's hands, and yes, Paul was an apostle, but the emphasis here was on Timothy's personal relationship with God, and, and God had given Timothy gifts. God had given Timothy gifts and, and talents and abilities, and there, certainly there comes a time in each of our lives where, where maybe your walk with God grows cold and, and, and we, we aren't walking with God as we should. That, that is, uh, prone to each and every one of us to, to just go through the process of, well, I'm going to church on Sunday morning, going to church on Sunday night, but all the, all the while growing cold and lacking a desire to truly, truly serve God. But Paul, Paul tells here, Timothy says, wherefore I put thee in remembrance that thou stir up the gift of God. Because the, the reality is that, again, we, we can grow cold if our relationship with God is not where it should be. So Paul is telling Timothy to, to stir up the gift of God. It's not any, any type of decision or choice within us that, well, I'm just going to choose to be spiritual today. No, but, it, but it's a submission to God. The daily, daily aspect of, of setting yourself aside that God would, would rule and reign in your heart. Just think with me in just the aspect of, uh, fire. Uh, just, uh, we enjoy, uh, camping and, and going, uh, building a fire outside when we have time and, uh, and just the, the aspect of you, you go to bed and you have the, the fire, Fire at the campsite, and you lay down and you go to bed, and and what what happens to the fire? Of course, it it, it burns down. But what's underneath the ashes? Those, those embers that you 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 take a stick, you take a log, and stir the embers, and and the the oxygen comes to the comes to the embers and and begins to grow red and, and to to burn again. And that's really where where Paul is. Bringing Timothy to the point here to to stir the embers, to stir the stir your relationship with God, because if your relationship with 
with God grows cold, so also will your service for God. And, and there's no aspect here of just the, just an internal choice and decision. I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna choose to be spiritual. No, again, it's just a submission to God and a daily surrender to Him that He would, that He would stir us, that He would enable us and strengthen us for the work of the gospel. We just need to continually seek God and that God would continually stir new life within us. And also, God's given us each one abilities. God's given each member of His local church, He's given you abilities and talents to serve within this church. And I encourage you to use that for His glory and not to come up here and sing and, and to, so that you would be praised or to preach that you would be praised, but that God would be praised and that God would get, get the glory. And Because that's why He's given you talents and abilities in the first place. Not, not for your purpose and your glory, but for His glory. And the reality is that certainly God gives us, God gives talents and abilities to one person that He doesn't give to another person. And, there, and so therefore it's no reason to become jealous or, or disappointed in, in one person's abilities compared to your abilities because God's the one that chose it in the first place. And so rather than becoming jealous, just continually seek God that He would use you in your place and in your role. Take every opportunity to use your gifts and abilities for God's honor and for God's glory. Look at verse number 7 with me. The Bible says, for, for God hath not given us the spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. No, often, often I've heard this, the first phrase of that verse, especially uh, just in the aspect of, of fear and, and just the aspect of, well, we shouldn't uh, be fearful of the dark or spiders or snakes and that aspect. But I don't really think that that's necessarily the context of the passage. Uh, as Paul is writing to Timothy here of, of the gospel and, and, and the using his talents and abilities for the progress of the gospel. And even the, the word fear there often in the, in the Bible is, is the word of phobos or phobia that we would, would no, no doubt be familiar with. And that word, uh, phobos is, is used in Luke in chapter number two, and the angels came before the shepherds there and, and said to, to fear not, behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy. And because, because the reality is that certainly the shepherds would have been fearful of, of an angel coming down. Also in Matthew 14, when, when the disciples saw Jesus walking on the sea, they cried out in fear. Just the aspect of certainly that would be a fearful situation. But that's not the, the word that's used here in this passage in 2 Timothy. Uh, I think it's the only, the only time that this specific word is used, but it conveys the idea of timidity, to be fearful, uh, to be hesitant. What Paul is telling Timothy here is that God hasn't given us a spirit of fear in the aspect of hesitance or timidity. Why? Because God is, God, hasn't provided fear, but he has provided 
power, love, and of a sound mind. Because, because the gospel is powerful, the gospel is able to confront the soul, therefore you shouldn't be hesitant. Because, because God is the one that does the work in the heart of those who need to believe, you have no reason to be hesitant or timid or shy about the gospel. Because the gospel is powerful. The gospel is the, that which can work within hearts. Because the reality is that we can all be timid with the gospel. We can, you could say, well, not, not me. I'm, I'm, I'm bold. I'm outgoing. But the reality is that you come to a situation where maybe you're trying to present the gospel to your family member that you already know in your mind that they have refused the gospel before, but God has spoken your heart. Share the gospel with that family member, even though they don't want to hear it. And you're prone to say, no, I don't want to do that. That's fear to be hesitant, to be timid with the gospel. Yet the gospel is powerful. And the gospel can change their life. Even the hardest heart, the hardest soul can be changed, transformed by the power of the gospel. Therefore, proclaim it. We all need God's strength. We all need God's enabling. Just whether you are an outgoing person or not an outgoing person is not the issue. You don't need just boldness. You need God's boldness. You need God's enabling, God's strengthening. All, all people must rely upon God's strength and not just their own strength. Look at verse number 8 with me. It says, Be not thou therefore ashamed of the testimony of our Lord, nor of me his prisoner, but be thou partaker of the afflictions of the gospel according to the power of God. The first phrase there, because God hasn't given us fear and to be hesitant with the gospel, God's provided us with power and of love and of a sound mind. Therefore, we don't have to be ashamed of it. And just the, the aspect of, of the gospel of Jesus Christ, this wonderful book is so, so glorious, so wonderful, you don't have any reason whatsoever to be sh ashamed of it. We've got our wonderful, lovely little girl there that we don't just hide her under a blanket and say, nobody, nobody look at her. No, we, we, I hold her out on my shoulder and say, hey, uh, this is our, this is our girl. We're, we're proud of her. We're not ashamed of her. Well, the same way in the gospel. You don't have any reason whatsoever to be ashamed of it. Therefore, proclaim it. Because the, the power is not within anything that I can think of or anything that I could say or, or whether, whether I want to... Anything that I can do whatsoever, the power is just within God. And therefore, it's, it's not about me and whatever talents and abilities I think I have or may not have. That, that, that's so wonderful that because we, we can be in the aspect of hesitant, we'll say, Lord, I'm not blessed in that area that you bless the other guy. That's not my business. That's God's business. God, God gives talents and abilities according to his wisdom, according to his thoughts. That's not up to me. 
That's up to him. And so therefore, I just still need to proclaim the gospel according to how God's enabled me and God strengthened me because God is still great and wonderful in how he chooses individuals to serve him. Verse number nine, verse eight, and it says, be thou partaker of the afflictions of the gospel according to the power of God. Verse nine, who has saved us and called us with an holy calling, not according to our works, but according to his own purpose and grace, which he, which was given us in Christ Jesus before the world began. Because you weren't saved in the first place of your works. Your works didn't save you. And, and, it's just so wonderful to be a Christian. So wonderful for God to, to work within our lives and, and work within me. And, and God's provided each and every one of us through His Word and through His Spirit courage to do His work. Because those that are submitted to His will within their lives aren't ashamed of the Gospel. Therefore, they proclaim it. And, and certainly there, there is an aspect that yeah, God uses us where we are and, and God encourages and strengthens us and, and, and just, just the reality is that we're weak humans. We're, we're weak individuals that have no goodness within ourselves. And, and any, any type of mindset that, if there's any type of mindset within me, uh, just say, oh yeah, I could go to Cambodia and be a missionary and I'll, I can get this done. No, that'd just be pride. That'd just be arrogance. Because the reality is that I'm weak, I'm feeble, but I need his strength. And, but the promise of the scripture here is that God says that he's provided it for us. That, that, that it's not about me and my, my, my strength, but about his strength. And the, the power of the gospel is so great and so wonderful that we can all just proclaim the gospel through, through his courage that he provides, through his power that he provides. Nothing within the aspect of it is anything cooked up within ourselves and, and, and our own emotions and, and our own thoughts. But it's all about His power and His ability. And that's what makes it so wonderful. That God uses the weak, God uses the strong. And God strengthens the weak, God weakens the strong to a point of submission to Him. I don't, I don't know where you are today in, in your aspect of your walk with God. But I think there's probably some people here that have maybe grown cold in their walk with God. It's quite possible. Because the aspect, because the reality is that we don't just need to walk in this life according to our own strength, but we need to walk according to His strength and His, His enabling every single day. And with our mouths. We can't just walk according to our own strength and, and talk according to our own strength. But we, we must follow his strengthening and his enabling within our lives that he would show us what to say. I don't, I don't know what to say to every, every individual, but the, but the Bible does tell me that if I, if I depend upon him, he'll, he'll show me what to say. And even, even though you have that family member that, 
that's rejected you before. It's not really you that they're rejecting. They're rejecting God. And he's, he's enabled you. So you can go forward in confidence. You can go forward in His strength, in His power, for His glory. Here, it's just, it's just wonderful, just even, just even thinking of this aspect of, of just Timothy. Yeah, Timothy was weak. Sure. But I'm, I'm weak. You're weak. But we need God's strength. Not, not just, God doesn't just need me to be strong. And God doesn't need me to just be a strong individual. God just needs us collectively. And God needs all of us just to not, not to be strong within our own might, but to depend upon Him. Let's go to the Lord in prayer. Lord, I thank You for the day that You've given. Lord, I thank You for Your Word and how You uh, work within our hearts. Lord, I pray that You just help us to depend upon You, depend upon Your strength, not our own. Lord, I thank You for uh, the time that we could be here today. Lord, I ask that You just uh, continue to help us to proclaim the Gospel both here and abroad. Lord, that we would do Your will and honor You, Father. I pray this in Your name. Amen.